This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Work and Life on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here is Professor Stu Friedman. Hey, welcome to Work and Life. It's a conversation in which we explore everything related to work and the rest of your life. That's your family, your community, our society, our broken society, which needs your contribution to somehow heal it as a part of what you do in your work, in your life, your private self, all those different pieces. What can you do and how can we help you to create a greater sense of harmony among those different parts of your life. I am Stu Friedman. I'm the founding director of Wharton's Work-Life Integration Project of our leadership program. I've written books and articles about this stuff, including a book called Total Leadership, Be a Better Leader, Have a Richer Life, which you can learn more about at totalleadership.org. Tonight, I am very excited to be talking with Lainey Jolson-Cohen, who is the head of leadership and executive development at Citigroup. Let's get right into it. Lainey, thank you so much for joining me in the studio. It's really great to have you here. Thanks. It's great to be here. All right. So um, what is your role at, at Citi and how did you get there? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting path and in how I got there. So my role, as you mentioned, is leadership and executive development. I work with our business partners to um, really match our leadership and executive solutions to their business needs. That sounds kind of uh, <laughs> up in the air, but what does it mean? Let me bring it down for you. So, so we have a suite of leadership programs. The idea is to prepare the leaders at City, of which there are about 47,000, um, to be really productive and good bosses um, to create an environment where our most valuable resource, our talent, can actually thrive and meet with success. So I have the pleasure of working with our business leaders, working with you know managers at all levels of the organization, and trying to to help them learn how to be better leaders. What are what are people most you know concerned about? Most worried about? Most wanting to do something about to change dealing with conflict mm-hmm. so you know whether it be with a boss a peer a subordinate that when situations arise at work a lot of people struggle to address them quickly and effectively so often we're talking about how do i give feedback how do i address like negative feedback especially yeah yes yeah Although I'm glad you made that clarification because I do think that one great way to practice giving feedback is to give positive feedback to people. Um, put a smile on people's face and give really specific positive feedback. Mm-hmm, but but mm-hmm. yes, I think in terms of the, the your original question, you know, dealing, dealing with conflict, having to address it with somebody on your team, your peer, your boss is something that a lot of people really find uncomfortable. And what is the difficulty that people have in dealing with conflict, and how do you help them with that? 
I think it's different for different people. Some people don't know how to talk about it without emotion. Um, so to deal mm. with the situation, I think often because we're afraid to deal with it, we let it go for a really long time. And if you think of a, a sort of continuum, um, that doesn't, you know, this type of situation doesn't age well. So it kind of mm -hmm. gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. um, Festering. Yes, for sure. Sometimes people just, you know, aren't sure, um, you know, what the reaction is going to be. What if the person cries? What if the person gets angry? What if, um, you know, they start yelling at me or, you know, you, you name it. Yes. Um, and so we sort Fraught of... emotional reactions. Yeah. How do you help them with that? Yeah. Their anticipation of that. So, so I think part of it is, is actually simplifying how we give feedback. So there's a model that I really love, mm -hmm. and it's called it's SBI, Situation, Behavior, Impact. So it sort of takes the emotion out of it, and I say, hey, Stu, when you, um, you know, earlier said to me that you thought I was not, um, you know, getting here early enough for your show, um, I the, didn't say this, but go on. <laughs> I'm making it up, as we can tell. <laughs> you know, the impact was it made me really nervous to get started. So I'm not saying you were a jerk. I didn't say you shouldn't have said that and you were, you know, mean. But I just, you know, here was the situation. Here was the behavior that you showed. And here was mm -hmm. the impact on me. Mm -hmm. Really simple. And so, you know, I... And how does that help to diffuse the kind of anxiety that that people feel about being afraid to address you know, conflictual kinds of questions? I think because it takes me and you out of it. It makes you a little more objective. Mm -hmm. I also find when you're building that muscle, so so hopefully over time you get really confident in doing this and you give feedback to people on a regular basis, and so it feels more natural and it's authentic. It's a skill. It is a skill. you got to practice and, it. And I think having a, a simple model that you can use and, you know, practice or prepare helps diffuse the anxiety around having a conversation. I think, I think we all often go up a ladder of inference, right? We think in our heads, why did this person do this? And, mm -hmm. you know, instead of assuming positive intent, maybe we go down this whole path. So the mm -hmm. conversation might become more about, you know, what you think that person was thinking versus the actual situation. So again, as right. you said, this is just simplifying it. Yeah, I find that it's useful to think of, uh, you know, just holding up the social mirror. Here's what I see. Here's what happened. And just reporting it back. And sometimes all you need to do really is describe the behavior before you even talk about the impact. And people will see, oh, yeah, that is what I did. Or that is what I didn't do. Uh, and I can imagine how that affected you. And, and so you don't have to make any inferences about how irresponsible or lazy or incompetent they are. It's just, here's what happened, or here's what didn't happen. And people often just jump to accepting that if it's true and then you know describing how they can fix the problem themselves can i give a plug please so i want to give a plug for positive feedback <laughs> so i think you know often we'll say oh thanks that was great so situation behavior impact is also a really great way to give positive feedback in a way that's specific yes and people really can take it in and understand what they did that was great right and so do it again so and so and your your point here is that that was great is not very helpful. Yeah. Right? It's pretty... Because it's it's vague, nonspecific, and yeah. I don't know what you mean. Like, what was great about it? Yeah. So you got to describe what happened, the impact, and why it had a positive impact. Yeah, power feedback. Power feedback? How do you mean? I mean, it, 
feedback with power. You can actually take it. It feels really good because it's really specific and you know what you did. And to your point, you can replicate it again. Lainey, thank you so much for, for joining me on the show tonight. It's been great. And thank you for listening, folks. Uh, if you have a question about something that you heard on the show, you can email me at friedman at wharton.upenn.edu. You can email our station, businessradio at SiriusXM.com, and you can follow our show on Twitter uh, at bizradio111 uh, or me at Stu Friedman. You can find edited versions of selected shows as free podcasts at workandlifepodcast.com. I am Stu Friedman. You've been listening to Work and Life on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 111. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.